So tell me, Lily. Yoks parang ano? Psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about it. Tell us all about it. So they say that when you are on your period, you are a whole other person with your PMS. What are you mm-hmm. like on your period? Or how is your PMS? I don't do the typical PMS where you're snappy at everybody. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising because I'm not really a patient person. But it strangely <laughs> doesn't manifest. I am always aware of myself PMSing because internally I get like overly bothered about the smallest things. Like I don't tell people like I'm bothered about it. It's just like me reacting mm-hmm. to my life experience. Like I'm so sensitive to everything. And then, On your period only. Only then, yeah. Okay. And then when it arrives, it's like, oh, I knew she wasn't a little bitch. She was just PMSing. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. I get that. I think I'm the same, but uh, I'm more emotional and hungry. And I'm always hungry to begin with. I feel like I just want to cry all the time. Or I'm sad. Or extra frustrated. Like, there are no words to describe my yes. emotions. And I just want to eat it all. Like you're just bothered. Yeah. Like always bothered. Yeah, and then you see blood and you're like, ah, ah. Uh, not some weak shit after all. Exactly. <laughs> when I think about it, when we were kids, no one really prepared me to get my period. Did they prepare you? Like was there like a prep course on it on your end? Do you, because when you said prepare, I was mm-hmm. all, do you even prep besides the fact that you know what's going to happen? For me, Did that you was, know? I knew it was going to happen. Like, I think I got my when I was 12. And when I was mm-hmm. 10, I was aware it was a thing. Also because my mom gets cramps like mm-hmm. I do. Oh, I run to the family. So you know what to expect because mm-hmm. you see it. But then, in terms of like preparedness, like, I don't even know what it means to be prepared. It's like, what do we do? We tell you not to panic. Do we have pads on hand, like that kind of stuff? Not really. It just happened, and then like I told mom, and she said, oh, "Okay, we have the stuff you need, and this is what it means." Although it's not even something I learned from mom, because we also learned what it meant in science class. But it's okay. different learning it in science class and living it. Why do I feel like my experience? was so different. Why? I thought I pooped. Really? Yeah, I remember it so vividly. I woke up and there was a stain in my underwear. And then I was like, of course, because blood, blood isn't red. Like, it turns brown eventually, right? Fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, oh no, what's this? I was like, okay, maybe it was just an accident. I was like, I'm 12. Was I 12? Yeah, I was in grade 6. 12, it's probably just an accident. Then it happened again the next day. Then I was scared that I was dying or something. Or that there was something wrong with me. So I was like, mom, something happened. She's like, oh, that's just your period. I'm like, what? This is it? And for some reason, I don't recall being told much about it as a child. Uh I remember, what do I remember? Like, I know they got it, but it was never really explained that that involved bleeding your underwear so what do you thought happened i don't know i never really thought of it and that's actually one of the realizations i had growing up that i tend to just accept things as they're said to me it's only maybe when i was in college that i actually started questioning what it meant 
for certain things to be that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, 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 it is late. And it's odd now, considering who I think I am as a person. That You've I always grown question. into it. Yeah, because yeah, when I was a kid, um, I just accepted it. And I panicked. And when I got my period, they were like, okay, here are some pads. Use it whenever you get your period. You're supposed to get it um, every every month or so. And then I didn't get it every month. Like, I yeah. would get it every three months. And I just accepted that as well. I was like, okay, they said that it's irregular. We're fine. And I would didn't get it often. And then it was only when I was 16 that I found out. No, I was not 16. Hold on. What am I saying? I was I was in third year college. So that was not high school. Yeah, so that was 2016. I was 21. My bad. I was 2016, not I was 16. It's 2016 that I found out that I had uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is because. Mm-hmm. And basically my period like fucked me up pretty badly. And it was just never something anyone ever talked to me about. Like, it had to get to the point that I didn't have my period for, um, I think it was 70 days and it was in college. So people were like, are you pregnant? I'm like, no, (laughs) maybe with the next baby Jesus, but not with someone's child, actual child. And Yeah. yeah, so that's what they told me, like, or that's what they didn't tell me. About having a period. You never talked about it with friends, for example. Like, I know we have uh, friends who have the same condition. Mm-mm. Did it never come up? Or even friends who don't have any conditions. Just, you know, normal period experience. Yeah, like, I think it was only when I was diagnosed with it that people were like, oh yeah, I have it too. Oh, so you weren't really aware. It was just what it is until you yeah, until realized. It was me. Yeah, until it was you and you're like, oh, it's a big deal. Well, not really a big deal, but it's something I need to it's be more common. aware of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in general, like periods, I think I think it was only in college when we actually started talking about tampons. Like the concept of tampons for me were just in Western books. Mm-hmm. It was always just pads here. And then when people, when people would go to the beach, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just using a tampon because I'm on my period. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Those are available here? It's not even like, oh, you're sticking something up there. It's more of those are available here. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I got diagnosed with PCOS, which isn't like really bad. Some people have it worse than me. Mm-hmm. It just made so much sense. And if there's one thing in my life that I do regret, it's not going to the gynecologist earlier. To get diagnosed oh, earlier. Okay. Yeah. Because my PCOS, like the, the effect of PCOS on different people can differ. So for me, it's weight gain, um, bad skin, depression. Like before I was diagnosed, I was hella depressed. And it's not, of course, diagnosed by, by a psychiatrist. But the, the way I compare it is um when my birth control started kicking in it was the first time that i felt clarity in my mind i wouldn't wake up mad i wouldn't wake up so sad like of course when i'm pmsing now it's still a bunch of feelings but it's not as bad as my everyday pre-diagnosis mm-hmm. so weight gain bad skin bad mental health but some people like they'd be really skinny 
made look fine. They didn't look like there was anything wrong. But I know someone, I think, who had, like, some sort of depression. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. And I remember her talking to me about it, and I was like, huh, it really, it's really di- different. Because she's such a petite girl. I was like, okay. It just manifests elsewhere. Yeah. And then I was having a conversation with my boss. Oh my God, I feel like I talk about my boss a lot. Um, About it the other day, and she also has Picos. And she's very anti-birth control. Not in the mm-hmm. pro-life sense but more of as a way to manage your picos and yeah i was disagreeing i was saying that oh for me birth control worked like i'd never felt that okay in my life until after mm-hmm. i started taking it until after it was managed but of course there are some gynecologists who would say that the best way to manage your picos is to really have a lifestyle change change yeah. up your diet things like that but i guess my takeaway from that whole interaction about PCOS is that since it affects people differently, the way you can also treat it may be different. Like, some exactly. birth control differs. I mean, it's better for others than for me. Yeah, others do natural, but then that's because it's what suits them better. Mm-hmm. Because, right, like you mentioned, like maybe somebody gets depressed and we all know that when people are depressed, it really is an illness it's a chemical imbalance Mm-mm. so the only way to really cure it and this is me saying it in oversimplified fashion is you got to rebalance the chemicals somehow either using drugs like birth control or natural methods which is what other people prefer mm-hmm. and since you're trying to rebalance it it's not like you're doing it oh just your estrogen oh just your progesterone it's like every Diff- every single chemical in your body makeup has to be in perfect harmony <laughs> right so yeah. it, it's hard to find the perfect formula that i guess that's why it's not one size fits all true if it's not one size fits all for birth control i don't think it's also one size fits all for period products in general exactly <laughs> yeah yeah. Do you think tampons existed even when we were in high school? Like, the availability of it, was that an option? Yeah. Um, I think it comes with being a the daughter of somebody who works in the medical profession. <laughs> She's a researcher. So when I first got it, I headed to my best friend, the internet, and started <laughs> learning more about you know, what it was, just because I, I want to know it, because mm-hmm. it is something that is happening in your own body. As much as it was nice that you could talk about it with your mom. There are also some questions that she can't answer because it's not her experience. She's not living it like mm-hmm. I am. So she always just encouraged me to look around, research, and see which methods would be the most appropriate for me. So when I see mm-hmm. tampons, for example, in the grocery store, I see it. But I'm personally not a fan of it. Okay. But... You know, it's nice to know that that option is there if I wanted to use it. Okay. Interesting. Fun fact, but like my dad did our groceries mm-hmm. for like majority of my adolescence. Yeah. So even our pads, he would be the one to get it from the grocery. And at least if there's something that I can give my dad credit for, it's that he's not uncomfortable with that anymore it's just like okay cool pads bye yeah it's like any other product yeah 
But I don't know. I find it nice that you had that option because I think it was pretty late in my life when I did. And Mm -hmm. it's only recently as well that I started learning about other beard products because what bothers me about pads is that they're super itchy. Yeah. I have friends who are allergic to the wings of it. Mm. Yeah. Like, I have been told that, oh, we really remove it. Yeah, because it's kind of abrasive. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you don't have that added layer of protection when you're moving around. Yeah, that's a trade-off. I've tried it once. I think it's really a personal preference because, like you said, it's not one size fits all because everybody is different. Um, I did try to do like a non-wing just because I was curious and also because the winged ones weren't there. And Mm -mm. it's fine if you don't move. It's not so great if you do move a lot. Mm -mm. And... I think the only takeaway I have from trying period products in general, like at least once to see what it was like, is Mm-mm. there's a reason there are so many different kinds because there, it's not one size fits all because all bodies are different. Even though we all have the same parts, you know, they all have different peaks and valleys and dips <laughs> and irritations. That's very, so very well said. You actually. have to be able to cater to it. Yeah. It was my first time to use like a menstrual cup this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked it. Like I've used tampons before. Yeah. And I feel like uh, based on the content that I made, and by content, I mean Instagram stories because I was feeling extra and I feel like it was a conversation people had to have. Really good engagement and reach, by the way. I was surprised with the world being interested. Oh, okay. In yeah, I was surprised. Anyway. Because I was talking about my experience with a period product on my period, like the menstrual cup, where mm-hmm. I bought it, how much it was for, the experience of like putting it in, mm-hmm. and like the conversations I was having with other people about it. People were openly sharing to me as well that they wanted to make the change, make the switch to a period product, I mean, to a menstrual cup. Because yeah. it's the more sustainable option. And we all know that the Philippines produces like a shit ton of plastic every year. Mm-hmm. so they're asking like oh does it hurt which is the biggest question like does it hurt um was it uncomfortable how is it in general yeah and no it did not hurt yes it was uncomfortable and i think it gave me a glimpse of how so many people are weirded out by their bodies like that like it's not area. your body Right? Sometimes they get weirded out with their bodies. They treat it as if we're not talking about your body. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's odd. Like, there are people who get fit. You're gonna look at your ass if it's nice and toned. You're gonna look at your arms. Sometimes you're gonna judge your boobs in a dress, but like, why are you so uncomfortable talking about your vagina as it bleeds every month? Which is so consistent, at least for most people who have their periods I know, regularly. For, for most regular period takers i think it's the most consistent producers yeah it's the most consistent (laughs) part of your body's performance like some exercise habits come and go but if you're on a regular period it stays forever unfortunately yeah until you're like 50 probably true but yeah so it was weird like people were like oh i'm just not comfortable with myself some people are saying that um they were told that if they weren't virgins anymore in the philippines I think it's not weird for people to be like a virgin at 
25, 26 our age. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are. Because I've had similar conversations with my other internet friends and they were saying like, yeah, they were just pushed so young to like start having sex and stuff. So a lot of people were saying that, oh yeah, we were told that if we weren't virgins, it wouldn't hurt. So the people who have had sex were saying that, no, it's still uncomfortable the first time you do it. And by do it, I mean insert a menstrual cup up there. there. Yeah. So it doesn't really make a difference. And I think it's more of the fact that you are inserting an object An object. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a tampon. I don't think they've tried tampons or at least their attempt was very uncomfortable. And to be fair, my attempt with a tampon, like the first time I used a tampon, I remember thinking that, okay, this is interesting. Like how... I know it's gonna fit, but like, what? How? How is it <laughs> not gonna like jab me when I'm sitting down? Mine was I. I was always not a fan because you pull it out with a string, right? And like I know that science is very advanced. I, I know it's gonna fit, but you pull it out with a string, mm-hmm. and science is like really advanced, and we make great product designs. I get it, <laughs> and I do study engineering, so. It, physics-wise, it makes sense to me, but I'm just so uncomfortable with the notion of pulling it out of the string and it's supposed to get it out and that string is not going to break ever. And that is why I'm not a fan. That's it. Not necessarily just the string. Like It's like the string and then once you can get hold of the base, you pull it out by the base. Yeah, I know. It's actually a weird judgment call, especially since like you use a, I, I use a cup also and like, you pull it with a stem until you get to the base and you pull out the base and it's the same thing. I think it's just like the tab yeah. of a cup is like thicker and True. I don't think it's going to snap. True. <laughs> like the string. string. And like the string feels so gross. Like the string of a tampon, like you have to hold it somewhere when you pee. It feels so unhygienic. It's sticking out. That's because it's sticking out. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's like pick your poison. Is it a diaper in the form of a pad or string between your legs as you pee that you have to make sure will not get wet because you might get an infection? Like it's just a lose lose here. Yeah, or you know, even if you do use a cup, it's the notion of having to insert an object inside every cycle. Mm-mm. You know these blood management. Tools. <laughs> Wait, I hate that you called it blood management. What is what it, it is? Sounds like, it sounds like a blood bank, but it it. I mean, technically, it is a blood bank, but are you just giving out your what's it called interest? I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I I took the word bank seriously, and my humor is messed up. <laughs> but yeah blood management tools right they're all unpleasant all of them i don't find the cup i think for me it's not the tool per se it's just the experience of having a period oh yeah of course greatly dislike especially since personally i am always in pain Mm. always so it's not exactly something that i look forward to i don't think anybody looks forward to it unless you know you get a pregnancy scare <laughs> but also i'm not the kind of person who's like yeah it's there meh mine is always oh no it's there like five days of my life where i'm probably gonna feel like a vegetable wait is it really five days for you four or five 
yeah, it's never been longer than that. Okay, cause it's it's funny, sad, I guess. Interesting. Why? Cause you get your period like four or five days. You obviously do not have picos, and your body's pretty. You're pretty in control of your body. Like you don't have weight problems. Your skin's fine. You don't have depressive tendencies beyond the woes of being alive in this day and age. <laughs> right? Is it safe for me to say that? Yeah, I, mean, I have anxiety, but then I, I, it's a fair comparison. Like, I'm not offended. It's, but, but it's not related strictly because of your hormones. No, it's not a hormonal thing. It's just a it is what it is thing. Yeah, but you have like bad periods because you get cramps and it's that long yeah because well i'm just glad it's not longer than seven because like usually they're like oh, yeah. okay it lasts four to seven days god if it lasted seven i'd kill myself oh, no. <laughs> no right i mean like nobody oh, wants god. to do period management blood management seven days a week every single month That's until they're like 40 something 50 something so i think of it as a perk that it's shorter, but the trade-off is like, oh yeah, it's shorter, but I'm going to put you in pain for a good first half of it every month. No, but I wanted to compare like the trade-offs of both of our periods. You're overall fine, but those days are not fine. And then me, I have my period for like, what, three days a month? Mm-hmm. And it's not even every month. It's like 35 days now, and I'm not on any birth control. I'm not on anything to really directly manage my because except I am on a diet plan right now. Yeah, good food by the way. Would recommend. Even if my period is bearable, like I don't get really bad cramps. It's it's rare for me to ever get cramps. My period yeah. is super light. Like a cup is manageable. Like I don't mind wearing a cup. I don't mind wearing a tampon. Like I think I only mind wearing pads because again, it feels like a diaper. Mm-hmm. Not like I remember what the diaper feels like, but I assume it's kind of similar. I mean, it is objectively. Yeah, but the effect on me is like really. You can see it like. I gain weight so easily. My skin is so bad. Throughout high school, I was sad and angry all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just periods. It really differs, and I hate how I hate how the media portrays like women on their periods as eternally annoyed and sad, and it's just oh, you can blame it on her period. You can't blame us for being mad and sad all the time. You're not bleeding and you don't feel like you're being punched in cases exactly. like this where you actually get cramps. Oh, bring down the patriarchy. It, it is. I mean, it's frustrating and it is true. Like, it's like a patriarchy thing because obviously, you know, for a big part of life, most of the people are men. So, of mm-hmm. course, everything would be painted through the lens of the patriarchy. Also, because like society you know, is built around the patriarchy, right? It's because mm. men are the ones who go out, they're the ones who go to work, they're the ones who do business, I mean, before. So those standards originate from that kind of worldview. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just dis- it's disappointing to me because when they make those stereotypes about women under periods, it starts to translate to women in general, even outside of a period. True. And, it, and like you said, you can't blame us. For getting a period. I mean, like, the same way if you're a guy and you think you get your girlfriend pregnant, you would be praying she gets her period. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't believe we're at the age where people actually want kids. It, it still somehow bothers me, honestly. Do you not want kids? No. I think I'd be a better Ninang than I would a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready to be Ninang Andy. But I want to be like that Ninang that just travels a lot. And sometimes you don't know what she does. Yeah. Why is Ninang giving me this gift? I'll just accept it. Like, I got this at so-and-so random location and I thought of you. I actually find it sad that in the Philippines, we have a pretty... Like, we're ranked well in terms of the wage gap. We don't have Mm -hmm. a wage gap, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Our society is still pretty patriarchal. I think it's Vice Asia, Mm -hmm. Vice Media, that covers it. They have a series about it. They talk about for a country like the Philippines, who is doing well in terms of ratings for, again, equality in business, why is our society so patriarchal? And they, if I remember correctly, I watched this like a month ago, they're talking about how leaders like Duterte, who's very macho, somehow reverse all the, I guess, progress that people are trying to do in terms of feminism. And it's just sad and it's upsetting mm-hmm. that for a third world country, I think it is an achievement to be recognized for having equal opportunities for women. That's true. But it's so superficial as well because you can say that, okay, fine, women are making money. Women are able to get into C-level positions, but women still get catcalled every day. Also, do you get catcalled often? Like, I don't think I've gotten catcalled as badly as other people have. But then again, I don't think that I fit into the Philippine standards of beauty. Yes, hmm. I get catcalled on a very, very, very regular basis, unfortunately. Which is, um, I remember we discussed it before, of why I'm not a fan of online dating apps. It's because (laughs) of my personal history of being cat called really yeah like, it is such a norm for me like i go out i expect it and even for a long time in my life okay. i really thought about what to wear to minimize the chances of being cat called it's terrible sorry i'm sorry to hear that and yeah is it weird for me to say that i empathize with you but at the same time I don't think I've had that experience. It's not to say that your experience is invalid. It's just, yeah. have I just been so sheltered my whole life that I wasn't exposed to it as badly as everyone else was? It's just, hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, What is the difference? I don't mm-hmm. get offended if people are like, I'm, I don't experience it, but and I know it doesn't diminish the experience because obviously i lived it Mm -mm. and actually i would say if you you never really experienced it to a very frequent degree i am happy for you (laughs) so yeah i mean it's not something that i go around like saying like please uh, empathize with me or whatever i mean yeah it's kind of sad also because like i just accepted it that that's what it is and unfortunately the only thing you can do is try to do things to minimize it True, like instead of teaching women like do this so you don't get that called so you don't get raped why don't we teach men instead not to rape right it's, a, it's just kind of messed up not kind of very messed it's up very messed up 
not just here it happens everywhere right but that's that's what it I mean, that's what it is and Mm-mm. i don't know i think it's just being able to find ways to cope with it in your day-to-day that's number one and, and number two is you know talking about it in a forum like this and making people more aware of that it happens and it's your experience you know if you feel if you get it like if it happens to you the worry that you're alone in it or that you're doing something wrong it's just it's just, just the way it is unfortunately I hate that. I hate how you have to accept that. Oh, it's really like that. I know. And it's such a Filipino thing. Do you think it's a Filipino thing? I, I think it's a very Filipino thing. What? To say, like... Uh, it is what it is? Yeah. Um, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is, but I, th- I think the reason why you hear it a lot here is because you also don't see a way out of it that you can control the outcome of, right? Because if I I can do something about it, but it's just going to be me doing something about it. It's not like... not really anyone else. Yeah, not really anybody else. And most of the time, like not everybody really cares, right? So it's so hard to get that kind of traction where a lot of people can do something and then it'll make a difference or then it'll manifest itself. That's why sometimes the thing, the only thing you can do not because you accept it or you're taking it lying down, but it's just because, you know, for the sake of self-preservation and getting through your day-to-day life, you have to accept it. You got to accept it before you can fix it. Understand it fully. Yeah. Before you actually take action. Exactly. We evolved from talking about period products to feminism. I think... To- <laughs> The inequality of society. I think it's interesting that we got there because, like, the, by the very nature of it, it's not like there is a male equivalent of a period, right? I mean, or a period product, or a period product, exactly. There's, or birth control, or birth co- right? Even birth unless control. Vasect- yeah, or like unless a vasectomy counts, right? It's like it takes two to tango, but usually it's just one person who who does, mm-hmm. you know, most of the preventive measures, and. You know, it's not like the consequences are awfully grave if that because it's like if you're a guy and you get a girl pregnant, like sure it's gonna suck for you, like on a societal environmental level, if you got somebody pregnant. But then as the woman, it's like literally it is inside your freaking body. Like sometimes people say that a baby is like an alien growing in your body. And I would imagine that it's a really funny metaphor, but also if you were a person who wasn't expecting to have a child, it would probably feel that way. Okay, what weirds me out is that even if we say that there's equality, or no, there's no wage gap here, Mm -hmm. you could still... Have you ever heard in the workplace that someone might not get hired or is being questioned just because they're getting pregnant? Or they want to get pregnant? I've heard it can happen. I've never seen it myself mm. but mm-hmm. i've heard it can happen and i think like i've read that it's happened like or heard it from a friend mm. yeah but it, it's, it's not a first-hand experience but it sucks that it, it's possible yeah like why can't someone be a mom and a career woman at the same time they can be both it's 2021 yeah Sad. and i think <gasps> wow no, and i think it's interesting <laughs> because when you when you mention it, like for example, in where I work, they're very accepting of it, of course, um, but also you can't help but think about it or plan for it. I had a conversation with my with my roommate um, because she said like, "Oh, I'm kind of interested in like the next phase of my life," and 
like being a mom and then it got into this conversation of when you become a mom do you think you can sustain the pace of work like what we're doing now and we were both like oh like it's hard enough to take care of yourself yeah doing hours like this i can't imagine having to take care of like another human being and make sure that they don't die it's not like it's not like you can let them fend for themselves for the first few years of their lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's what throws me off from having kids. What? The the caring part or what? Um, all of the above. <laughs> Even if the rest have not been mentioned yet. No, more of the we talked about it in a previous episode that I like my money and I like my own time and my own effort. Yeah. And with kids, like I wanna be a hot pregnant woman. Yeah. But not a MILF. Like I, I wanna stop at pregnancy, but of course like I don't want to abort the baby, so that means will I just be a surrogate mom? I'm open to it, but first I have to get hot. So then I can be a hot pregnant one. Mom. But you don't yeah. want to be a MILF. Because I don't want to be a mom. I just want to be an ILF. <laughs> uh, something. I don't know. I just want to be hot. Like a hot pregnant woman in particular, and just hot in general. Gotta work on that, but I ate like seven cookies earlier, so maybe we're not working on it today. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. It's fine, right? Yeah, but I don't want to be a mom just because I think it's expensive to have kids nowadays. And props to the people who do still want kids, who are still looking forward to having kids. It's it's not it's not my cup of tea. It's not my job. Yeah, I want to have kids. Yeah, not be ni ng Andy, but. Yeah, I, I will take them from you from like for like a day so you can go relax or something. But and then when they're unbearable, not pay for tuition. You're just like Lily, please take them back. Thank you. My free trial is expiring. <laughs> free trial for for all our friends. So, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's like a society thing that unless the Philippines fixes its economy, unless things are safer both for people in general, like the human rights in this country and women and um once i can afford actually raising them with the quality of education that we had with the lifestyle that we had growing up because i think we were very fortunate and privileged as well mm. privileged as well yeah yeah so that those are a lot of things stopping me and i don't think it's going to happen soon like it's i think it's also a form of like self preservation that if I expect to have kids, but it's not going in my favor, I'm just going to be sad about it. And I'd rather not be sad about it. I spent like how many years of my life depressed because of Picos. I don't want to be depressed because of having kids. And it's not even a decision made because I have Picos. Like, it's just a general thing. Yeah, and because you'll be bringing another life into it, right? And, and they don't deserve Mm-mm. that. Yeah. Period products are expensive enough. What more? <laughs> Children. The effects of not using period products. I mean, sorry, that's birth control. But birth control is also expensive. Birth control is also expensive. Living is expensive. What more? Raising someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it is its own thing. I, I had a conversation with my mom. When was this? I think it was like during the peak period of work around last year. And mm-hmm. I was in my apartment and then she called me to check up on me because she knows I'm dying on a consistent basis. And then I told her that 
I was just frustrated because like there's so much to do and then also I'm here in my apartment and there's so much to do like you know you got to take out your laundry you got to get food or cook food um clean up after yourself and I was like there's a lot of steps and then sometimes assist just wants to sit down and get the work done and then she <laughs> she said something and it was really it was really enlightening for me in a way that I I never thought about it that way until she said it and she was saying that's why she has such mad respect for parents because um being a parent is a choice that you ideally make for yourself and mm-hmm. it's like its own undertaking that that you do because if you're you know you a single girl stressed the fuck out with work doing stuff for yourself earning money for yourself like what more if you're a mom and you have to go and run a household and stuff like that and i know she's coming also from her own experience because she is like high-powered executive, but also goes home and runs a household and checks on everybody Mm -hmm. and makes time for the family. And it's like, wow. It's such a wow. Yeah. Props to my mom for having me. Thanks, I guess. I didn't ask, but thanks for being a good mom. Your mom, too. Your mom's really nice. Your mom is such a friendly mom. Yeah, she's a friendly (laughs) mom. She's a cool mom. Insert Mean Girls reference. She is. (laughs) <laughs> oh no or oh yes I don't know <laughs> my mom and I were talking a few months back as well and I think I was whining about living being so expensive mm-hmm. and then she goes Andy like why can't you afford things when I was your age I was thinking of what color my house will be what color my car will be and uh, now that you're in that similar age, like I think she got married at my age, mm-hmm. did she? Ish, yeah. Like, yeah, she met my. She she already knew my dad at 26. Now that I'm 26, I can't even think of like getting a new car or buying a house. It's really more of not short term plans, but they're not long term plans either. It's all still related to the things that I have now. So if I think of a house. It's not, oh, I'll buy a house. It's more of, I will get this house renovated. Mm-hmm. Or I will probably build something on something that my parents already have. Or like, yeah, if it's a car, I'm not even thinking of buying a new car. Like, the next car I'm thinking of buying, which would be my first car that I'll buy, will be a second-hand car because everything else is so expensive. And wages are still... The same as like, before. ...didn't keep up. And it's sad, the most I can think of is where I can travel. But big purchases like that, it's so hard. It's a big and, purchase. Like big, big. Yeah. And my salary can't keep up. Like that sort of thing is very, very expensive. It's sad. Wow, from pups to the expenses of living. I think it's very reflective of, you know, how we grow up because when when you're 12 and you first get your period you're like you know you're fi- you're a grown-up now that's what they say right it's like wow you're a woman and in mm-hmm. in medieval times i don't know if medieval is the right word for it you're you are Olden days. marriage material because you can now bear children mm. right Bridgerton. right i haven't even seen that thing in whole but but that's the thing like when you when you get it it signals that I don't know, transition into adulthood and then you go into fast forward this day and age and like adulthood isn't 
glam freedom whatever it's really not it's like bills and trying to get money to buy the things that surprisingly our parents were able to buy before at the same age that we are now Mm-mm. yeah oh gross and i guess related to being a parent i hate how there's a mindset that people have should have kids for the sake of having someone else to take care of them when they're old like as a safety net it's so hmm. yeah I, I don't like it I though I honestly believed that it was like you know that that even if you don't like it of course some parents would do it with that intention in mind like for example for mm-hmm. me I'm an only child and I do have dreams of like working abroad for a while and then who knows what happens after if I'm gonna stay there or maybe I'll meet somebody or I'll move somewhere else but I get conscious because I'm an only child and my parents will be here and I brought it up in a conversation over dinner like months ago and then I said "Um, what do you think if what would you think if I moved somewhere abroad and like got a job there, etc.? And then they were mm-hmm. like, "You should totally go for it. Like we are supportive of like whatever opportunity Aww. you have, where you will get to learn more or do more. And if it's not here, it's nice. then you should go." And then I was like, "What? Are you sure? Because like I would spend most of my time there worrying about you because you're here, and I feel like a failure as a daughter because huh? I'm not there." To like take care of you or like watch over you, and my parents just looked at me with like this "what the fuck" face. Like we did not expect that from you. Oh, I think it's cause you have a good relationship with your parents in the first place. Like it's very similar to when we were talking about our quarter life crisis. That one of my goals is just to make sure that my mom is okay, mm-hmm. and I think it's because we are okay with our parents, and also partially because of our culture. Because we're Asians, like mm, yeah. in Western countries, it's very get out of the house at eighteen, go fend for yourself. Last month you had to ask to use the bathroom. Now you gotta pay the bills. Yeah, it's, it's nice, but the expectation that you are raised this does not apply to you, like in general. That you're raised just to take care of someone, it's sad because. I could go back to the whole conversation of I didn't ask to be born into this world. That's true. Yeah. You're a person. But it's got to hear. Mm-mm. It's got to hear that your parents are very supportive of you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like it was It was so nice. I mean, it's not like I ever doubted it, but like to, to hear it is Mm-mm. very welcome. Comforting. It, it's comforting, yeah. Mm-mm. I want to say a few years back, we were having this conversation and one of our friends said that uh, we got about retirement and mm-hmm. our parents' plans. She said that her parents told her that you're not getting an inheritance when we die or you won't be, but we can assure you that in our retirement, you don't have to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the more adult conversations I had like I think that was the start of all the adult conversations to follow yeah our parents aging our parents retiring 
actually having to pay the bills, thinking about the future, and uh, really seeing the value of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess somehow our expectations in society. Yeah. So it was very eye-opening. I think it is. Because like we mentioned earlier, when we start out, you have a very superficial understanding of what it means to be an adult, right? Mm -mm. You think it's Mm -mm. the freedom and it's all the things you get to do. It is. Don't get me wrong. It is all those things. (laughs) But with it also comes the other things that you have to do. More so like as a woman in society. Exactly. Like things you have to think of that, you know, you didn't have to think of before. Mm -mm. Sucks. Life sucks. Life is hard. True. Period products are uncomfortable. Raising a baby is uncomfortable. Finding someone you would want to make a baby with. No. (laughs) A challenge. It is a challenge. So, what's the point of life? Is this why you want to die by 40? Now, did you understand it now? (laughs) (laughs) Help, help, help. Send help. Which is basically what you want to say in life. You uh, you wish you could say, like, send help. (laughs) And then somebody would really come and help you. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Like, when I got my period, I wish they actually... (laughs) expounded on it in such a way that I understood. Maybe that's why I have a thing with communication now that I'm older. Like make it digestible and understandable because your girl didn't get it until she got it. It's fair to expect that, right? And it, Because it's like, I don't need to learn about what it is. Obviously, I'm living it. I know what it is. But like, I want to know what it means for me. True. True. Yeah. I wish people used or were at least more open to menstrual cups because it's more sustainable. It doesn't feel like anything when it's up there. Plus, when you're used to it, not even like I used it for one day and then I was fine afterwards. I mean, I have used a tampon before, but when I used a menstrual cup, I think the only reason why I was so hyper aware of it was because I was actually posting on Instagram stories about it about the whole experience. Otherwise, I wouldn't have noticed it. Oh, that's fair. And yeah, and it doesn't jab you like a tampon does. It doesn't feel like a diaper like a pad does. And it's just there. And it's more sustainable. Like It's really the sustainability factor that's a plus for me. Mm -hmm. I guess what's a blocker for some people is the fact that you have to shove it up there and the fact that you have to shove your fingers up there. If you want to get it out, like bodily fluids and all that. And if they don't like blood. Yeah. That is also a thing. I think. Yeah, but I don't mind blood. Mine mine <laughs> is. So I also use one. And Mm-mm. what I just don't like about it is the paranoia that it can get stuck. So same fears as with a tampon, except. It can get stuck? It can get stuck. Right. <laughs> like they're... Oh, Supposedly your cervix is higher yeah. in the morning. So it's. Up and you don't know. And then the, the, my my thing with it is like they're always you you should you should pick the one that's right for you. And as deceiving as it is, it, it's a cup. You're like a cup. It's a cup. It's a cup. It's not. It's like Mm-mm. they make those for different like higher services cervixes. 
What's the plural of cervix? I don't know. Like they make cervix? that for those with a higher cervix or a lower one, and then <laughs> and and also yeah. like despite whatever height it is, it changes during the day. And then they're like, you will just know, and you have to experiment. But honestly, like a cup is expensive, and if you don't pick the right one for you, it's kind of it's kind of sad. You can't just sell it. <laughs> you can't just like oh pre-loved used ones <laughs> used ones and i discovered my cervix was too high i mean you can sanitize it Ooh. no cups. but yeah i would recommend i would but first you gotta get to know your body honestly like feel yourself up yeah i mean uh, if you have to. Y- well you would literally be feeling yourself up if you had a cup because you gotta feel up to get it yeah <laughs> but also you know i was really curious about that cervix business because like i was lucky that the, like when i got one that it fit fine and like it mm-hmm. hasn't gotten stuck mm-hmm. so like we got a good track record going on but but also like when you do you know when you go into places like reddit because you can want to learn more from people's lived in experiences so I, I went on and i was just reading r slash menstrual cups <laughs> I was on that okay. channel and some people really like get it stuck and I was just, like sympathizing for them like if there was a way for you to know and some people, sometimes people do comment like I know I have a high cervix but I'm like sis how do you know I would like to know out of curiosity huh interesting I mean at least this is good affirmation there are resources out there oh, so many who aren't just me yeah they're Aren't just strangers posting on Instagram stories? Strangers posting on Reddit instead. I think it depends on you, right? Like, like you mentioned, like some people Mm-mm. would engage with you because, oh, well, like I know her and she's done it, and I or she is my friend and she's done it, and I want to try it too. But I'm curious, and you're more likely to get affirmation that counts from somebody you know you actually care about or someone whose opinion you actually care about versus some random stranger on the internet it's like i have no vested interest in you so i don't really care if you encourage me or not but i'd also argue that there is a level of comfort for some people in confiding in strangers on the internet precisely because of the anonymity oh true that's also true (laughs) guess you know like i will be openly talking to you about how i don't know how to feel myself up yeah because i want to use a menstrual cup so how is it yeah i mean like we said earlier it's your body it's not one size fits all and whatever you prefer and whatever way you prefer to do about it well like just do it i mean stop treating your body like it's something external to you i think because it's yeah, you because it's, because it's you right it's like we so often treat mm-hmm. like our minds and our bodies as like two separate things and like i get it because they have their own needs and concerns but like guys they're just part of the same thing that is you in totality very well said thank you does it pick up my clapping yes (laughs) beard products life this all started with beard products I know this is not the evolution of the conversation that I imagined, but also I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I'm not either. I mean, these are conversations we think we should be having and we had them. 
This is me trying to put a positive spin on things. I mean, I find it interesting that we get to have these conversations as we're living the experiences. Like, Mm-mm. you know, when, when, you're, when you're growing up, you don't know what to expect. But it's nice that if you are experiencing something, you have people who you could talk to about it. Not even expecting any answers, but just getting that kind of level of understanding that it's a struggle bus and I don't really know what to do. But I have to do it, so I'm going to figure it out. We should normalize talking about our bodies. Not as if it's something to hate or something that is so foreign, aka a vagina. Or like so taboo. Bleeding. Right? Like why yeah. why is it still taboo Mm-mm. in some spaces? I don't know if you've noticed that there has been a rise of interesting and I guess the best adjective is approachable mm-hmm. sexual health content in the Philippines. And they come from like sex toy shops. Yeah. Like I read it on Instagram because I follow Vice Media a lot. Lol. But yeah. There has been a rise in like the purchase of sex toys mm-hmm. in India in particular, I think. And I think it's Pakistan that has it banned. Or is it also India? Or is it Indonesia? I think Indonesia has it banned and then India, it's kind of taboo. But then they opened their first brick and mortar sex toy shop recently. And a lot of the content that they produce, it's not... What's the word I'm looking for? It's not malaswa. It's not dirty. Yes. It's not dirty. It's not... It's not sketchy. Like, it's very approachable. Like, sex is sex. People have sex. People have periods. The same could be said. Mm -hmm. Like, Clue has been upping its game. Ooh, I agree. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know you can share your cycle with someone on Clue? Yeah, I I do that with my co-workers. (laughs) Wait, what? I did not. Yeah, I I do it. Because, like, oh, I I am. We touched on this in another episode. Hashtag shameless plug. Uh, because I am quite like close friends with my friends at work, so female friends at work, we like share our cycles with each other, just because it's nice to have that kind of support on those days when you need a little pick me up. And like for me personally, I don't outwardly manifest when I'm not feeling good. So you know, having people who are aware of it, like, it's it's so nice. Like, they can be so thoughtful or just a little bit extra mm-hmm. patient or sensitive. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's actually a really nice way to use it. I'm just vocal about it. Like, if there's something that I want to normalize, it's people talking about periods in public. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be shy and whisper to someone else, like, hey, do you have a pad? I can have yeah. past that now. Yeah. If we need a pad, we can just... Like, ask openly, like, hey, do you have a pad? Got my period. Yeah. We didn't have the same science teacher in high school, right? No, we didn't. I Yeah, we didn't. I was going to comment, though, about high school, that mm. one thing I do appreciate about being in an all-girls school is when you have your period and you need a pad, you can literally just stand up and yell, I need a pad who has one. True. But the reason why I ask is because one of the most vivid memories i have of high school is our science teacher saying he's a guy saying something like please be more aware of you leaving your period products lying around because i remember that he saw like an unused pad on a windowsill near the bathroom Mm -hmm. it wasn't used because i remember the girl who threw it away afterwards like after we talked about it after class she goes 
wasn't even used. Like, it was just there, but he was just so grossed out about it. And uh, when I think about it now, I am just confused. Because first of all, you're in an all-girls school. What did you expect? That people wouldn't have their periods? And second, why would the majority, aka the women, the females of that school, have to adjust to the discomfort of a man seeing a pad? An unused pad. It's clean. Yeah. Things I think about. Things that keep me up at night. But it is reflective of what you see in society, right? Yeah. We're gross. Like, you sexualize women, but then we're gross once we're on their periods. Or it's a kink. Very extremes. (laughs) Anything is possible. Freedom of choice. It's weird. I hate periods. Let's just never get them. I was saying that when I hear people who like miss a cycle, I'm just like, wow, you you missed it. I mean, of course, it's kind of sad because it's like, ooh, were you pregnant? But also, oh, you missed it. Like, you have to go through the torture for a month. It's like a free pass. Is it free, though? We don't know. (laughs) I mean, they can be like me and think they're pregnant with the next baby Jesus. Right. It's always an option. So, Lil, tell me. What? What is on your mind right now? I was calculating, like, how many hours left until I have to take another painkiller because it is the Mm. first day of my period. And I I didn't realize it until I saw our recording schedule. And then I said, wow, it's so appropriate that we are talking about this on the first day of my period. And today, of all days, it chooses violence (laughs) because it's, like, extra painful. Even though I've taken a painkiller, I have not been able to move. For most of the morning so mm. it's just not it's just not a good day i'm sorry to hear that is day one worse for your day two normally it would Both. be no it, it would be the second day and lately mm. it hasn't even been bad like it's gotten into the i actually don't really mind it when it happens and then Mm-mm. today it's like oh you thought you were fine no bitch i came back i just <laughs> bitch you thought i just took a break so yeah, it sucks. Mm. Do hot compresses still work for you? Yes, you know, so my teammate and I have the same like period pain woes. And she mm-hmm. used to she used to go to work with this, um, you know, the, the old style hot water bottles, the one made of rubber oh, no. with a stopper. Yeah. She used to go to yeah. work like carrying one of those. And it was fine. It's just like such a funny thing because I associate those things with like, you know those TV shows are really old because th- that Mm-mm. object, like in that make, <laughs> is really old because it hers is really old. And then for Christmas that year, I thought of getting her that hot compress, the electric, the hot electric compress. one. Yeah, that, that's USB rechargeable. I have one of those, and it was yeah, and it was amazing. So I got one for her, and I got one for myself. And then she looked at me like I just changed her entire life. <laughs> I love it. Women supporting women through their pubes. Right? Because you get it. Yeah, but I have it because I was cold in the office. So that was to keep me warm. And then we'd pass it around when someone would have their period and would be whining about it. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I used a hot compress for my period was like in high in in college. I remember I had to go to the infirmary to get a hot compress, and I said, "My class is literally just next door. Can I please take this hot compress with me so I can st- so I can still be in class?" Because I think they just wanted me to stay in the infirmary. Yeah. As I use their hot compress, <laughs> I was like, "No, 
just want to sit in peace and just have comfort. Ooh, what do you think of the concept of a period leave? Because like, imagine you, you're in pain and you go to the infirmary to get a hot compress, but also you're like, oh, but I'm missing class. I gotta be there. I gotta well, be present. Yeah, a period leave for work. I think it uh, would be nice because mm-hmm. I don't think I'll abuse it like just for myself because my period isn't that bad. Though, for me, I would equate it similar to a mental health day. Yeah. Because, yeah, my period doesn't manifest in cramps. It manifests in me feeling like I want to die and that I want to like just curl up and sleep and not work anymore. I guess if we have that conversation, you'd also have to bring up like, should non-smokers have additional days off since they don't take as many 15-minute breaks to have a smoke? <laughs> That's interesting. You know, it got to the point in my old job that whenever the smokers would go out and smoke, I'd go with them for like one afternoon and just stay three feet away, social distancing, even before covid because I just wanted to take a break and I wanted non air con air mm-hmm. and the break. Be like, okay, I'll just stand here and then mingle. Because if you guys are mingling, I want to mingle too. Oh, I, wow, she mingled. I remember somebody once told me that you get to meet lots of different people when you go out and like social smoke. Because I asked, or you carry a, fr- a lighter. Yeah, or you carried a lighter. So I was the I, I carry a lighter part because I I never got into the habit. I was never interested in it, especially because I personally have lung problems and it's like we already know. We're not gonna <laughs> tempt fate. So I just carried a lighter. You did? You're one of those people I didn't know that about you. I carried a lighter actually not because I have like intentions to mingle with people who smoke but i just really always carried one for emergencies because you never know when you needed one and then one time i was organizing an event that had tiki torches and for some reason there were no matches but i happened to have a lighter interesting yeah but now you just need like those usb candle things i have one of those i have one of those i am that girl because i i had a i am like candles i am in the phase i love candles and you do. <laughs> and the problem with it was that uh, the old lighters that you have, you can use butane, right? And I just don't like the notion of having to keep buying the gas to load it with, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, I tried to use matches, except the vessels are deep when the candles start to melt. So I said, you know, I mm-hmm. saw this thing on a promo. It's an electric charge that causes a flame. I know how the physics of this works. I'm all for it. I'll get it. Yeah. Can you link it to me? I kind of want to. Sure, I'll send it to you. Mine is pink. Just putting it (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of In The Now. If you like what you heard, maybe you like what you see over at our Instagram account at listen.inthenow. That's listen.inthenow over on Instagram. In The Now is available on Spotify, google podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcasts except for apple podcasts because we don't have the brain cells to figure that one out from our minds to your ears thank you and see ya